my name is Miriam, your host at the Holy Life Podcast. This space is here to uplift, guide, and encourage you. As you listen in, you'll find relatable experiences, guidance, and practical tips that can help you as you navigate the difficult seasons of change, loss, waiting, whatever season you're in. Together, let's notice the ways in which God is near and how His goodness is still showing up for us in the midst of this season. Hello and welcome, friends. You are at the Holy Life Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for stopping by. My name is Miriam. I am your host here. And today I want to talk with you about the importance of words and the way we speak over ourselves and the things we declare over ourselves. I struggled in this area and didn't have a way out. I didn't have the tools until I was able to accept the ownership over my identity in Christ. And ultimately, that's what's been helping me because I cannot tell you that this is something I don't struggle with. Uh, we're human and we all have a mind and the enemies out there. So definitely struggle with this still. And I just wanted to kind of share a little bit of my story with this in this area and also what I do to help um, just change this pattern of thinking. So make sure you listen through. I will share um, what has helped me and what in verses, verses from the word of God, we don't need, we don't need anything more. That's pretty much all we need to, you know, defeat the enemy just by the power of the name of Jesus. So stay till the end. Don't miss this because you might be needing this today. So there was a time in my life when something, whenever something bad would happen, I would immediately go into negative thoughts and I would um, speak words of hate over myself to myself and my body. It began at a very young age, um, more and in, in, I can remember more being a teenager and um, in my household, I experienced verbal abuse, um, being Mexican and coming from, you know, a household of immigrant parents and um, having parents just work so hard. They're not really equipped, right, to to and, and not and not growing up with Christ. Right. And the word of God, we grew up kind of like just a la brava, you know, just you were just going with the flow. Parents were just going with the flow. They weren't equipping us. They weren't building us up. I mean, if you were in that home, man, you are like so blessed, but I wasn't raised that way. The household that I come from was from a single mom who was stressed, who was tired, who didn't have the tools, who didn't have, you know, the knowledge. And so um, there was a lot of like pendeja, the word pendeja thrown around, como eres estupida, idiota, you know, and things like that. And I and let me just say, too, though, I've seen many reels talking about this. Um, I know I'm not the only one. And they kind of poke fun at it and they laugh like it's funny. But in reality, that's verbal abuse. And it's not funny. And it doesn't feel good if you actually stop and allow yourself to slow down and notice how it makes you feel. You'll notice that it's not very uplifting. It's not encouraging. It's actually really hurtful. And it's not supposed to be that way. Now, I mentioned reels because social media is like our main source of entertainment nowadays. But just know that um, 
that's a, that's a main reason because we're all on social media, right? I mean, I, I am. I like watching those reels, but I also notice that there's a lot of self-deprecating reels that kind of pass it off as, oh yeah, we're being funny, but there's so much danger in that. And I'm going to get into it later, but, um, just, just keep listening so that you can figure out maybe what this looks like for you and what you can do in regards to the words you speak over yourself. Eventually, like I said, after hearing such words, you start speaking them over yourself and you even start believing them. That inner dialogue you have with yourself is heavily impacted by the words our parents spoke over us or those of influence around us. If you if you kind of stop and notice and you remember like the kind words people spoke over us when we needed them most, you don't forget those. And you also don't forget the ones that hurt. Those words matter. I grew up in a household where I wasn't trusted very much. And so I, yeah, I was called a bunch of names. And eventually, um, like if I was told I'm a slut, I'd be called a slut. I'd be called, eres una volada, eres una this, a lot of just really horrible things. Then I'd be like, okay, well, if that's what you think of, of me, then that's what I'm going to become. If that's what you think I am, well, then that's what I'm going to be. But what would happen even more when I, once was once I was alone, I'd hear, you aren't love, you aren't wanted. And those words were spoken by the enemy of our souls that would take advantage that in my brokenness, in my pain, he'd speak these lies over me over and over again. You shouldn't have been born. Why are you even living? So in my teen years, it even led to suicidal thoughts while I was alone. So the purpose of this episode is just to invite you, friend, to kind of start Um, Being curious and start thinking, what does your inner dialogue sound like when you are going through something, when you're angry, when you're hurting, when you're alone, when you're stressed? Are you quick to think this way? Are you quick to start allowing these thoughts kind of marinate? Start start giving it a thought and wonder, okay, what do I do? What are the thoughts that come in when I'm struggling? I wanted to share. So in my early years of marriage, before we came to Christ, before I even knew how loved I was by Jesus, before my hubby and I learned to communicate well and extend grace and forgive and just love each other. Well, my husband and I would argue and I'd immediately, my mind immediately would go to, he doesn't love me. He doesn't care. Sound familiar? was because that's the way I grew up thinking that's because that's those were the words spoken over me so in my marriage it would actually cause more harm when I started thinking this way because my anger will rise up even more so I want to ask you what happens what about you what happens when you see posts when we because it happens to me too when we see posts on social media for example of people with tons of friends do you feel left out Do you feel like lonely? Do you feel like you're missing out on something? You know what they call it? FOMO. What about when you notice people with um, money? Like there's people online that like, I don't know why, but you know, there's people online that post all the things they buy and their belongings, right? Do you feel bad? Like, do you feel bad because you're like, do you feel broke? Do you feel like, oh, dang, I'm broke. Are those the thoughts that start marinating? Well, what about when that people that you consider beautiful and and better than you, what about when you see those posts or someone that you, for example, that you consider photogenic? Do you immediately start comparing and start thinking, 
oh, she has a pretty smile. She's always looking good in her photos. Do you feel less than? Are those the thoughts marinating? What about when you see people sharing of their success and you measure yours and you realize that it doesn't quite line up and so you start kind of feeling like a loser? You start feeling bad about yourself? Well, I know that I've struggled with all these in the past and I see those as all opportunities for the devil to do his work. That does not change. He doesn't change his strategy. It's all very similar. So if you become aware, you'll notice that this same thing happens over and over again. It's a familiar thing and he doesn't switch his strategy. He's not very smart. So just know that when you start getting these thoughts, it's not from Jesus. Jesus would never put these thoughts in your mind. So you better be aware. So most recently, as I was grieving the loss of my son almost five years ago, certain thoughts started to come up again, but they were a bit different. This time it was about my body. Your body's disgusting. You are so gross. You're fat. Your body couldn't do this. Your body couldn't do that. Your body betrayed you. Your body didn't do what it was supposed to do. Thankfully, though, I decided, I made the choice to turn to God's truth to challenge those lies. And I had my pastor also thankfully helping me as well in this. I honestly feel in this particular area, God has had me on this journey to like really dismantle every core belief I've had in regards to body, to beauty standards. And I'm so passionate about it. Um, let me know. Let me know. And um, if you want me to talk more about this, you can email me at Miriam at the Holy Life. You can text me. You have my phone. If, you li if you're listening, most of my listeners have my phone number. <laughs> or you can DM me at Instagram at the Holy Life Coach. So um, I've also, I'm going to add the links to these um, platforms where you can access me. And uh, you can send me if you want me to talk, if you want me to talk more about body image, I'd love to because I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> Anyway, so as I started diving deep into the word of God and I grew in my understanding, I also asked God to grow me in wisdom and revelation every time I open my Bible. Because sometimes if we just are not intentional and present to the fact that we're opening God's good, good riches of promises and truth, then we can kind of just be reading like a book and you actually have to be really intentional and ask God, like God reveal to me what you want to show me as I open your holy word. There is so much goodness in his word in regards to wisdom. So I, I wanted to share a few proverbs because these, we have to have that hun hunger for wisdom. My father-in-law would say whenever, whenever there were some issues like with people, like, like he lived in Mexico and so sometimes, you know, he would get frustrated with people and he'd be like, no, es que la gente no, la gente no madura, la, la gente es como la fruta, nomás se caen del árbol y no maduran, nomás se apachichan. So if, in, if you don't understand English, I'm sorry, but it says basically like people are like fruit and sometimes they fall off the tree too soon and so they don't, they don't ripen, they just get, um, they just rot. And so he would, whenever he would complain about certain people, that's what he would say. And, and we should be maturing. We should be growing in wisdom just because someone's 50 though. You can't think that they're wise. I mean, sometimes people don't mature. Sometimes people don't choose that, but 
in the word of God, we have so much goodness that can lead us to wisdom and maturity. So Proverbs 2, 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. In a way that you can use this word as a prayer, you can say, God, your word says that you give wisdom and that from your mouth come knowledge and understanding. Please, Lord, give this to me for your word says that this is what I can receive from you. I am open. I am ready. God, give this to me. Um, Proverbs 4, 7 says the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. We can begin. We can begin now to ask God to grow us in wisdom and to help us gain understanding of his word. And he does because he is so faithful, friends. I want to remind you of this scripture that speaks of who we are in Christ, that if right now you've decided to follow Jesus, you've decided to learn about him, you believe in him and you want your life to change for the better, um, and maybe you don't know, I want you to know this about who you are and who God says you are. First John 3, 1 says, see what an incredible quality of love the father has shown to us that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are for this reason. The world does not know us because it did not know him. So you are a child of God. That's a big deal. God is the creator of this universe. That's a big deal. So let that sink in for a minute. So though I had been made to feel an orphan, neglected, uncared for, it was not true that I wasn't loved. And that's not true for you either, friend. If you're feeling unseen, unloved, know that you are a child of God and he sees you and he loves you and he calls you his. You are so special to him. But you know what happens when we struggle, when we experience trauma, when we go through difficult situations with our family and life? The enemy takes advantage and the enemy took advantage of my home situation and spoke lies that I had accepted because I didn't know that the, that Jesus was pursuing me to love me and call me his daughter. And if you haven't experienced this yet, please know that Jesus is also pursuing you to love you and call you his daughter. I believe that he is also taking advantage of your thoughts too. If you feel like you're prone to think negative thoughts over yourself, Know that the enemy is right there trying to take advantage of every single moment. But you have the power to grow in your knowledge and the choice. You have the choice and to believe in your true identity so you can challenge it and get him out of your mind. But friend, it is a choice and it does require action in faith on your part. You got to step out in faith and you got to walk little by little, and grow this understanding. But it comes from knowing the word of God. We have the power over the enemy because Jesus gave us his Holy Spirit. For God's word says that the same spirit, uh, don't miss this because I love remembering this because it's so amazing. God's word says that the same spirit that raised Jesus back to life is in us. That's a huge, huge Deal. That's a huge advantage over the enemy. And if you're having a hard time believing this or even being amazed by this friend, sister, I encourage you and brother, if you're here, I encourage you. It's time to learn more about who your heavenly father is. We're not dealing with some like little 
guy or anything. It's the creator of the universe, you guys. That's our father. And he's equipped us. So why are we walking with our heads bowed down? I tell my kids all the time, chin up, chest up, walk confidently knowing who you are. And that's what I encourage you to do as well. We're missing out on so much goodness and we don't even take ownership of it because we are passively going through life, choosing to not make time to study the Holy Scriptures. We put our efforts into social media and into the Bible. And listen, I tell you this because I am guilty of this. I sometimes can be a little too distracted, but you have to make time for the scriptures, whatever time works for you. If morning works for you, do it then. If lunchtime, if dinner time, whenever. But we have to make an effort to actually open a physical Bible. I will never get tired of, this, of saying this. Reading a post online does not count as studying the scripture. You know, watching a video does not count as studying the scripture. I mean, you need your intimate time with God, just you, his Holy Spirit, the word, that's it. There is so much good that you can take from reading the scriptures alone um, in regards to the power of your words. Um, there's so much good stuff in there. I don't want you, want you to miss out on it because those are your best tools. I mean, when we put on the full armor of God, the one of the, the most important piece of armor is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's how you fight the enemy with the word of God. When Jesus was in the desert, um, you know, for 40 days and 40 nights, he actually used the word of God against the enemy. I wanted to share another scripture in Proverbs 18.21 that spoke out to me in regards to the power of words and our tongue. Um, and it goes like this. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So what do you think are the consequences of these words that we believe about ourselves and the words we allow to ponder in our minds? And what do you think comes out? The bear the fruit. It says here, it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences. What do you think that is? Well, for me, I think that it's in the past, it's been low self-esteem, lacking confidence, and ultimately it's poured out into others from my heart because Jesus said in Matthew 12 that the good man from his inner good treasure brings out good things and the evil man from his inner evil treasure brings out evil things. So, and it said, oh, and, and then it says too, but I tell you on the day of judgment, people will have to give an accounting for every careless or use, useless word they speak. I think, you know, yes, the way we speak to others matters, of course, but it first starts with us. If we're allowing self-deprecation, if we're allowing just um, dwelling on the words that we've heard and we haven't re really used the word against it or challenged those thoughts, we're just allowing them to come in and marinate they're eventually going to pour out to others. So we need to begin with us because Jesus did say, love others as yourself. So it starts with us. I want to invite you to start being curious around this and start paying attention to where your mind goes when something goes wrong. So again, when you're having an argument with someone on your alone time, during PMS time, during your lonely days, and also you might not like to hear it, friend, but who are you allowing to speak into you? And, the, and I mean this because right now, social media is like king when it comes to entertainment. So we're seeing all these posts, right? I don't know how often do you go on social media, but the media, music, 
that all impacts the things that you think too. And not everything that you read on social media is true. Not everything you read online is true. You have to, like the word says, test the spirit. You have to really discern what's true, what's not. I want to encourage you, friend, to make this a daily prayer, to make this like your theme of your life because it honestly does so much when we do this verse is so good because it's such a good filter for every single type of media we consume every type of um, information that we consume this helps us discern and it says like it says this in philippians 4 8 and it's in the amp version that's my favorite version it's either that or esv because there's like a chart that tells you like if the Bible is translated word for word or thought for thought, um, I always go usually for ESV, NASB or AMP. That was like a side thing. <laughs> but yeah, let me tell you what Philippians 4, 8 says. Finally, believers, pay attention to this. This is so good and so helpful. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. That's key right there. Confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace. Oh my gosh, another key. Whatever is admirable and of good repute. If there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things center your mind on them and implant them in your heart friends let's make this our prayer and be more intentional as the daughters and sons of christ that we are pay attention to how you feel and what your mind thinks when you listen to certain music certain words a long time ago our pastor gave a talk on i can't remember what it was i think it was on sex marriage and sex I think so, but I'll never forget this because it really, it really stuck with me. It was in the beginning of my walk and, you know, before I met Jesus, I was really, and, and I don't say this with any judgment. I just invite you to discern what's good and what's true for you. But for me, what turned what transformed was that I was very into music. You know, I love music, but I did start paying attention to the music that I would listen to. Um, specifically rap and hip-hop and <clears throat> while I my throat is doing some funny things sorry about that but while I was like into Tupac and Biggie and underground um, hip-hop and but you know I started noticing the words that they would say and I'm like wait I'm not speaking this over my life oh heck no I was like I can't be listening to this stuff like I am a child of God like I can't be enjoying about enjoying this and my pastor did say I, I never said that huh uh, my pastor did say if you listen to songs about bitches and hoes and he literally said this this old man <laughs> he literally said it like this if you find if you're constantly listening to songs with lyrics about bitches and hoes, you're going to want nothing but bitches and hoes. <laughs> and if you or so, I might be wrong. It's not like verbatim, but it's like that. I'm going to have to find it. But and then and then he said, and if you listen to these, then you'll it'll it'll make you want to be those things. So be aware of the things that you listen. So 
I stopped listening to stuff about, you know, there's this song called Call Me from this rapper. I can't even remember the rapper, but it was like, call it what you want to call it. I'm an effing alcoholic. I used to sing this song over and over and over. And, and guess what? I was an alcoholic and I was like drinking to binge and to black out. And so I just want to share like it's really important, like the words that we're speaking over ourselves because they are so man, they carry life and death. So anyway, back to our story. <laughs> Another thing that I wanted to point out is, for example, reels that we see, like poking fun at like mental states, like anxiety, depression or whatnot, and just making fun of yourself, like kind of like with self-deprecating humor. Pay attention to that because spiritually, you guys, we are spiritual beings and spiritually those words go a long way. Pay attention to it as the Lord to give you discernment and what he can tell you in regards to that. There's also those mommy complaint reels. Now, I think it's it's fun to poke at, yes, but just know that, like, be careful if you let it go too long because it can leave you in an unhappy state and just hating your life, basically. Like, oh, yes, this is me, this is me. I can feel that for myself when I'm in a season where I'm really exhausted, but in reality, there's other things that need to come into play. There's boundaries I need to set. There's communication I need to have with my husband if I'm feeling that way. I mean... It's okay to vent also to your friend and say, I'm tired. I need a break. I mean, I've done it like most recently, you know, with all my health issues, I am in a place where I'm exhausted. And so, yes, I have a friend that I count on and I tell her those things. But then like, what are we doing about it? You know, how are we taking it to Christ? And, and be careful that that complaint mindset doesn't become something habitual. So ask the Lord to reveal to you in your life what is it? What is it, Lord? What are the habitual like patterns of thinking that I've allowed? And what needs to change? What needs to break, Father God? So I encourage you, do something about it. You have the power. Remember, this Holy Spirit is in you. He will give you discernment. I think that also having a sarcastic attitude about your insecurities is a way that we speak kind of death over our lives. If you lack confidence or like your mental health, again, it's not speaking life into you. So please take this to Jesus and help, let him help you instead. I want to encourage you that as believers, we are called in Romans 12, 12 this way. We are called to do this, to not be conformed to this world, meaning don't do what the world is doing. To not be doing this any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. God has such a good plan and purpose for you and your life, and we are called to, to uh, mature spiritually. So what, what, what can we do about it? Well, it starts first by noticing these things, and I'm going to go into what you can do in a little bit, but just don't take the scripture lightly because it's for your own good and it's for your life. God God has called you and set you apart and you're so special in his eyes that he doesn't want you to stay the way the world is. He doesn't want you to be doing what the world is doing. He truly has set you apart. And remember, this is our temporary home. So when we follow after all the things we see here, we're not we're dishonoring ourselves and we're not doing what we were meant to do in this earth. So as we near the end of our episode, I want to share what I do. 
what has helped me, and hopefully it can help you. And I'm sure you've seen this as well before in other posts, so I'm sure you've heard about it, and um, which is just replace the lie with God's truth. But one, I, I want you, though, I, I want you to first, though, become aware. So the prayer is this, and I invite you to pray with me. Lord, help me open my eyes to the lies and deception of the enemy. Help me notice what I need to notice, especially when I'm alone in the dark. Help me to become aware when I am letting bad thoughts run rampant and remind me of your word when I need it most. In Jesus' name, amen. That's what I do. I pray. I'm like, God, show me. Open my eyes. Help me stop those thoughts. Two, then Jesus says, resist the devil. I don't know, but I, I am of the belief that the power of Jesus is enough for me to simply say, in the name of Jesus, get devil, devil, get away from me. Because that's what Jesus says. I don't see in the Bible where Jesus said many words to the devil as far as like, he didn't instruct us to say this big old prayer to the devil. He just basically said, he literally said, resist the devil and he will flee. So I don't like to spend too much time speaking to the enemy i literally just say i resist you devil in the name of jesus get away amen so i just want to encourage you to know that like you don't need to give that time to the enemy but give it to jesus instead and next challenge the thoughts that come up and take them captive as the word says in first corinthians 10 5 we and this is what it says we are destroying sophisticated arguments what does sophisticated means was well, not from jesus it's sophisticated crafty um cunning arguments and very exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of god and we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of christ uh, this is something i share with my boys when they encounter when they encounter feelings of guilt shame or for anything just catch those thoughts so whenever you find those thoughts coming in you you catch them you're like oh wait what am i feeling oh i'm feeling shame i'm feeling guilt i'm feeling lonely i'm feeling sad i'm feeling angry god i give you this thought take it captive make it obey you jesus so when you catch those thoughts you you name it name what it is and then you just give it to jesus and you say jesus i'm feeling this way you know, I need your peace. I need your, yeah, more than anything, we need your peace. And number three, when the enemy starts spewing lies, I stop and think to myself, what is true? Is this really true? And of course, it's a no. Because what happens is that um, when you've gone through trauma, you can kind of go through that like all or nothing thinking, If depending on where you are in your healing journey. Um, sometimes you can think like, oh, no one loves me, no one's my friend, but it's really not true, right? So for example, when I would, uh, when my mind would begin to think like that my husband doesn't love me or care for me, just because I felt the way he was acting was unfair or whatnot, I was like, no, I started doing this. I was like, wait, no, this is not true. It's just a moment of disagreement. This is literally what I would say. It's just a moment of disagreement. It will get better. So instead, now what I do is I also pray and say, Lord, thank you for my wonderful husband, that you bless me with him. Thank you for his love. Intercede, Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let us reconcile and help me forgive, even though I don't feel like it. And soften my heart toward him, Jesus. Help him to also forgive me and soften his heart toward me. In Jesus' name, let us come together again. And every time I do that, God gives me peace. His peace comes. Also, number four, when the self-deprecating thoughts come in, I also stop myself. And now I say instead kind words over myself. 
I remind myself over God's of God's word that I am chosen, I am set apart, I am his beloved, I am fearfully and wonder, wonderfully made. I know also that words of affirmation are popular, but for me, to be honest, the word of God holds more value. So I start there always. And since these past almost five years, God has had me on this body image healing journey He's been breaking down every belief, every core belief I've had that I just I wanted to share with you because I know that as women, we do struggle with this. Um, so whenever um, like those thoughts would come in about my body, I would thank God for my body instead. So let's say like it's a PMS day and I'm really feeling bloated and I'm like, oh, I feel gross. Then I'd be like, I'd stop and I'm like, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for my body. Thank you for my amazing, beautiful able, healthy body. And I don't blame it anymore for what it has gone through because it's very popular, again, that you hear in social media, your body didn't do what you wanted it to do. Your body betrayed you, okay? No, it didn't. You have an amazing body that spoke up and told you what was wrong, at least in my case. Our bodies are amazing. And so now I praise God for giving me this amazing body, that it's so wise and so, and tells me when something is off, like that is such a gift. I'm so grateful for it. And my strong body that has also survived so much. And I'm sure friend that your body has also gone through so much and you need to thank it. I thank God also for mobility, for resilience. And I give him all the glory, not by my doing, but his glory only. So whenever you have a rough day, I, I encourage you to do this, friend. Whenever you're feeling bloated, and I know it happens in uh, during PMS, because let me tell you, we're women, and our hormones lead our thoughts sometimes. So I just encourage you to change the dialogue you're having with yourself when you're struggling with your body, because your body is amazing. But are you noticing what's amazing about it? And the little, the more you do it, the more automatic it will become and the easier it'll be to get to that place when you're having rough days. I promise you, I promise you, God is so good. He really transforms your mind. Um, also, when I feel lonely, I begin to thank God for the people I do have in my life and their kind hearts and how they've shown up for me. And I, uh, I ask the Lord to bless them because, um, I'm a stay at home mom. And sometimes you feel lonely, you know, sometimes you do get lonely. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I, but it's, it's a funny thing because as a stay at home mom, like I do feel lonely sometimes, but I also enjoy my alone time, but I also like to have coffee with friends, but also not all the time and not every week. So it's a very, (laughs) right. It's a funny thing, but Whenever I do get that way, I start thanking God for his presence. And I notice, I'm like, God, I know you're here with me. I know I'm not alone. Your Holy Spirit is in me. Thank you, Jesus. And so on and so forth. So like the song says, I don't know if you've heard this song, praise him before your breakthrough. And slowly but surely, God transforms the way that you think. And it it becomes just more um, part of you. It becomes automatically. It becomes your go-to when you're struggling mentally. Well, friend, we've reached the end of our time together. I want to end with prayer over you. If you'll just join me in agreement as I speak these words over you today. 
God, I ask that you help my friend listening right now to have a deep hunger for your word more than anything so that they can make time to know you and grow in awe and reverence of who you are and who they are in you. May you also grow them in wisdom, knowledge, and insight, God. Transform their minds to be quick to give you, Jesus, those intrusive and negative self deprecating thoughts God and replace them with only your holy word help them to remember your word when they need it the most and thank you Lord that your Holy Spirit is here alive in us thank you so much Jesus for for your goodness and for how you love us we bless your name amen I want to thank you for listening and I hope that you're able to take that step toward growing in the knowledge of who you are so you can get the true confidence you need so you can feel equipped against the schemes of the evil one when you need it the most. Friend, the time is here. It's now. It's near. And we cannot, we cannot take our relationship with God and our identity lightly. I encourage you to take ownership and walk with the confidence of one who carries God's image. That's that's not a light thing to take. Like God's image is in you. You are carrying his image. That's a big deal. And I just I want you to know and become aware of it and know that you can be unstoppable when you believe that. Hey, so as you make time to dive into the word, I want to also remind you to come back next week for another episode so click that follow button so you don't miss new ones okay and remember jesus loves you most take care